Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Alicia Jones of Midwest Bosses. Of our section, we cover black women empowerment, mental health, and job readiness. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Monday today. I have the pleasure of sitting with the beautiful Monique O'Neill. She is going to bless us on the mic today, and we're going to be talking about some things that a lot of people don't like talking about. That's the powerful healing of therapy and talking and uh, mental health. Uh, So Miss Monique, if you will, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners out here. Thank you, I'm already feeling your flow, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm Monique O'Neill. I am a licensed clinician, licensed professional clinical counselor in the state of Kentucky, and I am a boss queen yes i'll say you know um ceo co and co-founder of divine interventions llc we've been in business for six years but took that leap of faith two years ago and working full-time for myself um i empower women through ministry through my job it's my passion i'm a mother a wife sister daughter friend confidant worship leader I could go on. I'm God's child, and I'm excited to be here today. Amen. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited, too. If y'all could hear some of the banner we were having before, it was just like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. We're supposed to save that for the podcast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's what happens when it's just organic, when Mm -hmm. it's real and raw. So that's what you're going to get here. And, again, I am so happy that you just took the time and graced us with your presence. So we're going to go ahead and get on into it. So one of the things that – I just want to first start off with a lot of people, especially in the black community, we have this negative connotation that we have either been grown with or in somewhere in our adult life have put the negative connotation on therapy, sitting down on someone's couch or, you know, calling in to speak to somebody. We have put a negative connotation on that for whatever, for whatever reason. So by definition, Therapy is both the treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder, as well as the treatment of mental or psychological disorders by psychological means. And I think that second meaning is what gets a lot of our people held up. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you're not going to tell me that I have this. Nothing's wrong with me. I just need to sleep it off. I just need to, you know, go release. You know, I need to go do something. Not always the case sometimes. So what I would like to uncover with that, Miss Monique, is what does that word therapy mean to you? Then the second part of that, what does that being in the field mean to you? Yeah, so I listened to the definition that you just gave, and how <laughs> scary does that sound? That's <laughs> Right? Absolutely. For someone walking into an office mm-hmm. saying, oh, my gosh, they're going to tell me that I have a psychological disorder. Mm-hmm. That means something's wrong with me. Absolutely. I don't even use those terms mm-hmm. when it comes to therapy and, and when I help people. I like to look at therapy as a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a tool, and I like to look at therapy as a way to treat symptoms, mm-hmm. right? How do you diagnose someone? You diagnose someone based off of symptoms and criteria, yeah. right? Check this off the list. Well, do they mm-hmm. do this? Is this presenting? Is this symptom persistent? Right. Is it three out of the five? Is it five out of the seven? Right. We're all one, two, three symptoms away from a mental disorder. Right. And so I don't like to 
emphasize on diagnosing, I like to emphasize on treating symptoms. Yes. When we do that, then we can help enhance your life, Mm -hmm. right? We learn new behaviors. We learn new ways to think. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. It's a catalyst for change. That's what therapy is. And the way that I go about therapy with my clients is laid back approach, right? Like you're talking to your friend or your sister. A lot of times I'll tell you, you might be talking to Mama Mo, right? And we can do that in our culture. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm going to be therapeutic. Come on. I'm going to use textbook. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use real life and um, help you come to your your own self-actualization. So I like to look at it as as a tool. What does it mean to me? Um, It's everything to me. My Mm -hmm. name, Monique, means advisor. Yes. My mom didn't know that when she named me, Mm. but that's what I know. That's, That's how I breathe. I've always been the old soul in the group, mm-hmm. right? All my friends would come to me for advice. Mm-hmm. I look at my friends like, girl, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Let's talk um, about it, right. And so the fact that I'm able to do this, it uh, empowers me yes. every day to know that I'm walking in my purpose. Mm-hmm. I was called to do this. And I had the blessing of knowing this early on what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So it's fulfilling in so many ways because I know that I'm helping be a light on this earth you know, to help people change their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You dropped so many good ones right there. It's just um, that knowing that your purpose, that you were created for a purpose and that you're living that purpose organically. Like you said, I love that, that you said that your mother didn't even know what she was naming you Mm -hmm. for your purpose passion Mm -hmm. you know and I like to say that man I was bred for this life you know as far as you know giving back and helping everybody else you know but like you and I were talking about before that's where that battle you know internal battle comes in of helping everybody else yeah but in turn not helping yourself or replenishing yourself you know and that is I'm gonna be transparent that is one thing that I'm working on Mm -hmm. you know I have a lot of love and nurturing that I want to give out and now I'm like you know what I gotta give some of that to me that's right I deserve that that's right I deserve that I need that you know and we're at a point of of life and society where we have no choice but to take a step back we have and, to. and acknowledge the moment, mm-hmm. accept that this moment, it is a part of us, but it does not define us right. so that we can adapt accordingly right. and then act, you know? So yeah, that just, whew, I was, I was loving it. <laughs> I was loving it. <laughs> so side plug. Yes. Plug. Be careful what you name your baby. Come on. Come on. Right. Okay. Right. Words have power, right? The power of life and death is in your tongue. You call your baby every day. Royalty, royalty. I like that, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to know the names, what we're naming our babies so that we can speak their names and set them up for greatness from the womb. Okay, I'm sorry, girl. (laughs) Don't you dare apologize. (laughs) Y'all, if I could be up and down moving, I would right now. But yes, there is power in the word. You know, the the tongue is the most dangerous weapon that we possess Mm -hmm. as a person. You know, I tell my clients all the time, you know, everything that you need, you already possess within. And again, even if you are by yourself, 
are isolated you feel that you're in an isolated state of being and you you have that energy of yourself and you're speaking those negative things right that's going to condition you that you are limited to only what you are thinking right and that's not the real you exactly it's only a um extension of what you're going through Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so being able to open that mouth and say hey I need help. Let's, let's, let's reorganize. Right. Let's, you know, and then as we were talking about saying no, yes, <laughs> yes. there's power in the tongue and then there's power in the word. No, exactly. of having that autonomy over yourself, That's over it. your time, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I said it on the podcast before, um, you know, Auntie Maxine, I'm reclaiming my time. Reclaiming, huh? Okay. Yes. But we're reclaiming our, we're reclaiming our, our spirit, our yeah. mind. Yes. You know, we're reclaiming our mind, you know? So one of our next questions that I want to get into, discuss with us some of the hurdles that you faced during COVID. What did you have to either relearn and adapt to about yourself? Or what did you learn that you were doing that was working that you wanted to enhance? Great question. I think COVID, you either embraced it and grew mm-hmm. or you became a victim That's- and got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID for me personally, what I learned about myself was that I had to trust myself, trust my ability, yes. trust the gifts that God had placed in me. Mm-hmm. COVID for me was a setup, mm-hmm. right? I think in the world, there was such a big deal about it. And I know millions of people were impacted by it, mm-hmm. not to take anything away from that. Yes. But it was also a time for us to pause and reflect on our own lives and our own journey. And if we looked up to our source, then we would see that, hey, I can really make some strides, even though the world is shut down. So for COVID, it taught me to really be flexible, Mm -hmm. be resourceful, Mm -hmm. trust God and trust myself, trust my gifts, my abilities. My business grew 200% in two months because I said yes. That's amazing. Right? I I did have to recognize the anxiety that comes with that, right? All that we went through in COVID, death, um, slowing down of the business, becoming a house mom, teacher, tutor, coach, right? Um, Having to tend to children's mental health needs. Um, All of those things, grief, loss of socialization right loss of relationships loss of money Mm -hmm. so having to recognize all those things but use the resources and the tools to get you back where you needed to be right recognizing that it is hard Mm -hmm. but guess what this won't be the end for me so um having to trust myself i think is what i what i learned um to jump to leap to go you don't know how far you can go if you don't take one step Alicia and that's what I did I took one step and when I tell you God was right there like come on I got you come on that's um so hurdles I wouldn't say well the hurdles were were more with work home life balance Mm -hmm. because it was all together Mm -hmm. right work and home Mm -hmm. and school and everything was in the house Mm -hmm. so learning a new rhythm for that right and still being available for my babies even though I had to help bring meat to the table, you know? So, um, being confident in who you are and what you're called to do. Yeah. And I think, let me say this, Alicia, 
you know, we see, and it's really been really bothering me, the um, suicide rates that we see, not only just yes. in young people, but in people of color. Yes. And lack of hope, lack mm-hmm. of purpose, um, despair. That's why mental health and, and receiving great mental health help, counseling, therapy, psychiatric meds sometimes if you need it you know it's so important because there's so much life to live and our babies are dying and taking their own lives because they don't see the purpose or haven't discovered the purpose in their lives um, yet um so i don't know if i answered your question girl no you absolutely did you absolutely did you just touched on so many things the main thing is that when the pandemic happened, as you were talking about, unfortunately, that suicide rate in our own, amongst our own people, went through the roof, you know, and the long lasting effects of the traumatization that has happened with our babies, it is, it is so disheartening. Right. You know, um, as you said, you had to, you had to find that balance, not refine, because a lot of people, they didn't have it exactly they didn't have it exactly. they were just waking up doing their routine mm-hmm. and then get hit with this it seemed like permanent isolation right you know and enslavement within your mind and within yourself you know i don't know about you but i had at this time a one-bedroom apartment right when the pandemic happened went from working a nine-to-five brick-and-mortar location eight hours a day right and then having to go home change my work hours to 12 hours so that I can be a service to my clients Mm -hmm. to make sure that, Hey, we still rolling. We Mm -hmm. in this boat together, but wasn't giving myself the time to re acclimate myself. Rest and recover. Come on. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was that for me. Mm -hmm. It was the being in a known position, but not knowing where I was. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize, like, Alicia, hey, come back, come mm-hmm, back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's it's just a beautiful thing when you can recognize and accept your pain and say, you know what, this is not just who I am. This is a part of me. But with that, there's a balance. There's a greater part of me. There's a joyful part of That's me right. that goes with that. Right. This you is know, not the end. It's not the end. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of Right. A momentary point that we're at mm-hmm. you know but again power in word power in choice power in thought which is why who y'all gonna have me get emotional here? <laughs> you know which is why you know you have to make the choice to be very selective of what you allow in your temple not just what you intake through food but what you see what you hear what you're telling yourself you know, and that's your own therapy that you can do for yourself. And mm-hmm. for those that are saying, well, Alicia, Monique, I want to do it. I don't have the funds. Miss Monique, what would you say? I know we're, we're kind of sidestepping a little bit, but what would you say to address that and help that person start their point of healing? Absolutely. There's help. Yes. There's help. I think the pandemic, I think what we're dealing with in society with our black males, what Mm -hmm. we're dealing with in society with people of color, um, with marginalized groups, we want to be on the proactive end, right? 
and even the government offers assistance mm-hmm. when it comes to accessing mm-hmm. mental health. Um, there's always a source. There's always a resource. I would even say if you cannot afford it, go to your local neighborhood place, there you go. community centers, yes. churches, mm-hmm. and find and ask. You got to ask. Mm-hmm. You got to ask. But it's there. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of a website that a friend just started that is will be a tool for people to access mental health um, services for minorities. Yes. Um, it's called the Minority Mental Health Project of Louisville, and I, I believe it's M-M-P-H-L-O-U okay. dot com, M-M-P-H-L-O-U dot com. And on that site, you can go and look for a therapist of your choice. Perfect. That looks like you, you has um, experience with dealing with the things that you deal with, mm-hmm. that you feel like you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet is a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It's there. There are sources. So I say go and ask community centers, churches, um, neighborhood places. Absolutely. That's perfect. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about is just talking. You know, sometimes even that stagnation of getting help comes from having to open up and have that conversation. Let me tell you, can I say this? Yes, you can. Go ahead. When we started our business, mm-hmm. Divine Interventions LLC, my husband and I, we wanted a platform for people to be able to talk. Yes. You don't have to be crazy to ask for help. Okay. Okay? <laughs> we are just people that need a platform to be able to talk and to sometimes just bounce our ideas. Absolutely. Let me know that I'm not crazy. Help me to normalize what I'm going through. So that's the thing. Let us help one person because if we can help a person, we can help a family. Absolutely. We can help a family, and guess what? We can impact that community. We can impact the community. We can change the world. Yes. So a platform where it's safe Absolutely. just to come and to talk. I love that. And again, talk. <laughs> just have that conversation. You know, a lot of us, I don't know about you, and I've said this before, but, you know, grew up in the what happens in this house stays in this Come on. house, okay? Come on. I said so. That's why, you know, you don't get to talk. I'm talking, you know. But then when you realize that you are able to talk, that you can't speak the way you want because it's coming out with emotions and not emotional intelligence. And if it is, that's okay. You have to acknowledge where you're at mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. But know that. It's okay to have those conversations. Right. And talking to people is not a detriment. Right. You know, it is something, it's an asset, you know? It's an asset. We have to unlearn what we've been taught from generation to generation. And it's understandable why we were taught what stays in this house stays in this house, right? Because of the marginalized sex that they put us in and when... 50, 60 years ago, we go talk to somebody, they take our kids away. Yes. Well, 2022, we go talk to somebody, they take our kids away. But it's finding the right resource. There you go. Right? Yes. Um, so that we can find someone that we can trust. Absolutely. That's why it's so important in therapy to be relatable. Yes. And it's and I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed. I am empowered. I am overjoyed to see the rise of people of color that are clinicians that are making themselves available, Mm -hmm. you know, to our community and to the world, because now people see, Oh, 
She lived down the street from me. She go to my church. Oh, he play basketball and he does mm-hmm. therapy and he's a coach. Right? And so yes. we're available now and uh, it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay and we're here. Mm-hmm. We're visible, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that. I love that. So one next question we're going to get into. Ooh, and I love this one. What does balance, we were talking about that word balance before, you know, um, what does balance look or not look like when separating work life from business? Great question, Alicia. <laughs> and we could, <laughs> we could start another show on okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that part. <laughs> yes. We were just talking yes. before the show about mm-hmm. the power of no. Absolutely. So I've been doing this for 18 years mm-hmm. now and I had to learn very quickly that I cannot save the world. We'll speak on it. Yes. I can't save every child. Mm-hmm. I can plant a seed. Come on. I can water a seed. I can point in the right direction. Yes. Right. But at some point I have to trust the process. Absolutely. And so when it's time for me to get off, I can't carry the burdens that have been placed before me. Right. Home because I have people in my home that need me, mm-hmm. right? So for me, work-life balance is, I finally got a work phone, right? I work from home, so mm-hmm. I have a work cell mm-hmm. and I have a personal cell. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't be texting me on my personal cell, right? Here's the work text line. Yes. Yes, you seen uh, Five Heartbeats? Yes. You know, what are my office hours? <laughs> nine, <laughs> office? nine to five, nine to five okay. right? Uh, <laughs> But understanding that if someone does text or call and it's not an emergency, mm-hmm. someone's life is not in danger, right. I'm going to wait till the next day to respond. Absolutely. Emails as well. Yep. And I don't work on Fridays. Mm-hmm. That's my work-life balance. Come on. I choose not to work on Fridays. Mm-hmm. I may not have anything to do, but that's my self-care. That's my balance. Um, and being able to have enough in my cup to give to my babies, my Absolutely. husband, you know, ministry. So the power of saying no, you know, just because you're invited everywhere, just because everybody wants you to do this and they need you to, you don't have to say yes. Yes. Pray about that thing, right? Just because it's a good thing don't mean it's a God thing. Come on. Right? So being able to say no, feel comfortable in doing that, knowing that you're not a bad person because you have boundaries. Absolutely. Right? And then I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people. I have yes. my sister circle. That's my balance that I can bounce ideas off of, that we can encourage one another, that yes. we can talk and even text, yes. you know, keep in touch and um, stay empowered. So absolutely, learn to say no and learn to cut that phone off. That part, disconnect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to disconnect. Mm-hmm. And really quickly, one of the things that you talked about, having that sister circle, having that support system, that group whew, of friends, that fellowship group whether it's family whether it's you know chosen whatever it is you have to have that you know and that segues into one of the questions we're going to ask later of what does your boss lady squad look like Mm -hmm. okay so we're going to get back to the question that we said before but yes having that support system to not only anchor you at times but be that buoy for you as you said that you can bounce things off of and you know you're in a safe space to do that because you're not going to fall right Right. You got your circle right. that's going to encamp you and cover you right. along with your spiritual connection mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that really resonated with me because I'm at a point in my life where I am, you know, understanding that you have to have that. As a woman, you have got to have 
that fellowship with other women. Yes. With other like mind persons that are normalizing, hey, I'm not okay. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, or who today? <laughs> right. They tried it. Right. Okay. Sis. You know, but mm-hmm. I want to talk through it mm-hmm. so I don't act inappropriately on it you know and just to be able to you know I'm a talker okay so just to be able to have someone you know be able to hear me you know I think another thing being a female black female is maybe not for a lot of people but for me it was am I being heard I know I'm being seen but even when people see me so good I'm not what they are supposed to see I'm not right mm-hmm. I'm not the right visual mm-hmm. But then I have that voice And it's like oh Wait a minute you know So again it's about Not being silenced and not choosing Right To be silenced right. When you get your voice back mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing you know With starting the podcast With doing different things in my life You know Choosing not That's to right. be fearful. That's right. Choosing to take that leap mm-hmm. and understanding that even in taking that leap, that balance is there. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I might be scared. Okay, right. A little, right. Like, little, little wobbly. Right. You know, but I'm good. You're, and you're in control. That part. So taking the leap. Okay. It might be a six inch leap today. Come on. Tomorrow might be a six foot okay. jump. Right, yes. but you're in control that. of that, and it's okay. Yes, to, to go the pace that you need to go. That just keep it moving. Absolutely, even if that pace is a baby step. That's it, because that used to traumatize me so much. Well, oh, I'm not doing enough, but you're doing something. One percent a day is yep. all it takes. That's it. Doing one percent a day mm-hmm. is all it takes. So that's what I tell my down. clients. That's yes. what I tell my clients yes. when it comes to anxiety mm-hmm. and um. The rise of anxiety when it comes to you looking at everything that you have to do, everything that awaits you, all the pressures, all the things, all the people that need and are tugging on you. We look at A to Z and we become overwhelmed and we can't function. Yes, we do. Girl, just look at A to B. Okay. (laughs) Let's just focus on A to B. Let's not worry about the other 26 Mm -hmm. letters, 25 letters, Mm -hmm. A to B. Mm -hmm. And guess what? When you get to B, you're going to be like, I did that. Right. Now, okay, let, let's try C now. Okay? okay. Well, maybe I might get fancy and do D to F. Okay. But don't focus on the A to Z. Right. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and that next step might be two or three. But Absolutely. don't look at the whole. Yeah. Right? One step at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we were talking about finding balance. And you, you touched on this a lot. Um, but I want you to... Um, Share any other views on the importance of self-acknowledgement, life acceptance, and adaptation to change. Okay, you might have to remind me. Let okay. me do one at a time, okay? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so self-acknowledgement is so important. Mm-hmm. I look at where I am as a 41-year-old businesswoman. At 26, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was scared to death. Yeah. Right? But when you can acknowledge, wait a minute. God has placed some gifts in me, right? This stuff I do naturally. What? And I can get paid to do this, (laughs) right? And wait a minute. When I talk to people, they leave better. Acknowledge it's okay. It's not being boastful. It's not being prideful. It's acknowledging what God has placed in you to do what he's called you to do. 
and saying, I can do this. Amen. It's okay. That uh, It's okay. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging that, acknowledging your gifts, acknowledging your call, acknowledging um, what it is you've been called to do, what you want to do, having confidence in yourself, that's first. Because if you look to other people for validation, mm-hmm. you look to social media, mm-hmm. you look to a boyfriend or a girlfriend, yes. right, for validation and acceptance, you miss it. Because guess what? Guess if they're not on it that day, don't feel like giving you any validation. That's Does that mean that you're less of a person? Absolutely not. Right. So you have to find it in yourself first. You have that self-acknowledgement within yourself and it can acknowledge who you are, your strengths, your goals, what you've been placed on earth to do. You can conquer the world. Absolutely. That's number one with self-acknowledgement. Don't rely on anybody else to define who you are, what you should be doing, because you can get lost in that and go down a road that you don't need to go down. Okay. That's another show for another day. Okay, yes. The next one was... Life acceptance. Life acceptance. Mm -hmm. So, Alicia, I don't know if I told you that in June 24, 2021, Mm I was diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma breast cancer at the age of 40 and you talk about some life acceptance wait a minute wait 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 wait. you mean to tell me that you mean to tell me that i got cancer sitting in my body here's the thing perspective is everything when it comes to life acceptance i can smile about it today because life happens to all of us Mm -hmm. that's why i have a job Mm -hmm. that's why i can do what I've been called to do because life happens, right? It's all about how you roll with those punches. It's all about perspective. So when I was given that diagnosis, I don't claim cancer. I never have. I never will. When I was given that diagnosis, there's two ways I could deal with it. I could sulk and proclaim death to be my end. Or I can say, wait a minute. I know there's some purpose in this. What's what's really going on? Right. Right. So it caused me to seek God and say, okay, God, what do you want out of this? What is this? Because I know that your word says that you want me to be in good health. Yes. I know your word says with your stripes I'm healed. I know your word says that even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you're with me. I know that your word says with long life I'll live. So with this diagnosis, what does this mean? What do you want? have to seek God okay he told me the glory the glory that's it okay God I can do that yes I can tell people about you I can point back to you every time that I talk about this cancer Mm -hmm. story right because you are my healer Mm -hmm. and he did that I don't have cancer okay I'm cancer free um so life except rolling with the punches and perspective is everything Um, accepting that life happens to all of us Mm -hmm. i have to talk to so many my clients about not being a victim yes it did happen to you it absolutely did and we're going to recognize that yes we can sit in that yes but we're going to grow from this Mm -hmm. and not allow this to define you and your destiny right it's a part of your journey but it ain't that tragedy that trauma is not who you are absolutely right um so perspective yes when it comes to what happens in life how are we looking at it and how do we go about addressing it absolutely and then the last one was adaptation to change adaptation to change you look at covid Mm -hmm. we were forced 
to adapt to a change very quickly, uh-huh. right? It was overnight, really, when yes. they said, okay, kids can't go back to school on Monday. That. What? Right. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I up. wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I mean, I need some. Absolutely. Right? Now right. I, need, I have to become a teacher. Right. While working full time. Speak. Okay. Um, I remember becoming a mother at, well, twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 26, I got custody of my niece mm-hmm. as a single woman in grad school. And then again at 32, I became, um, I had birth, gave birth for the first time. Talking about change. Yes. Scary. Yeah. Right. And so learning how to, here we go, trust, trust who Come you on. are, trust yourself, that. trust your ability. Yes. Um, and understand, recognize, acknowledge that change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Change is going to happen. It happens to all of us, right? Acknowledge that change is not always easy. Yes. Okay, so to be able to say, okay, this is different and this is hard. That. Okay? Let's acknowledge that, mm-hmm. right? Finding someone who you can do that with. Right. Like you said, to normalize, mm-hmm. right? Change is going to occur. Absolutely. But how do I look at this and how do I grow from this? You know, in, um, in the mental health field, we have adjustment disorder. Absolutely. For people that suffer from changes yes adjusting to transitions Mm -hmm. and a lot of times many people have to face several transitions at one time absolutely right so it's being able to connect with resources Mm -hmm. people really be honest with yourself that i'm not okay yes i need help Mm -hmm. i was scared to death bringing a newborn home right i was scared to death bringing an 11 month old home and i had class i had to leave class early to go pick her up Mm. in the midst of an emergency scary Mm -hmm. but guess what he's eight she's 15 we got through it yes it's gonna be okay that yes that's how i look at it i love it i love it so one of the next questions we're gonna go into as a person in the behavioral health field what is your advice to families and we touched on this a little bit but to families wanting knowledge on how to achieve healthy well-being and mindset post and living during seal the parameters of uh, the pandemic healthy mindset and healthy living is so important and we are forced to really tackle life's problems on the spot absolutely uh, a therapist is not always available mm-hmm. so of course number one seek help yes right but at seven o'clock in the evening when i'm about to go crazy because this one right here, that one, right? You know, that one. <laughs> um, understanding balance, understanding it's okay. I think that needs to be the name of this podcast. It's okay. okay. Come on. Right? Um, to step away. Take a step back. I, I, I need to breathe. I just need to breathe. That's... In my kitchen, take a deep breath. Okay. okay. And I'm not talking about the deep breaths where your shoulders rise. That's not right. That's... Let me teach somebody right now on today. Okay. When you breathe, you breathe through your nose all the way down to your belly right you pause and then you blow out and you let out everything that's negative okay but what i was gonna say was um the internet is a wonderful tool yes i like to teach uh, my clients kids and adults alike guided meditation Mm -hmm. because it's a great way to set your day it's a great way to pause in the middle of the day if you need a reset Mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful way to end your day after all the chaos that you've yes. gone through in the world. Guided meditation is wonderful. You can, there, there are apps 
you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, another way is really the, the, the internet is a tool. It is a resource. When you look at, okay, I'm a mommy of a blended family. What do I do? How do I handle this situation? Yes. You know, find it trusted sources. There are some good materials out there. Um, so using the internet as a resource, Absolutely. getting help through mental health services, um, but also surrounding yourself absolutely right with with like-minded people with other mothers of blended families right with other wives with other students you know um and so seek help it's out there the resources are out there online and in the community so absolutely and one thing i want to touch on too um i'm gonna plug in for myself here you know with some people that feel like you know okay well i'm it may not be the right time for me to see a therapist you know again that that inner saboteur coming out i'm gonna need you to tell her to exit right when she entered you know um case managers you know your social service your human service workers you know the people that are at your neighborhood places your you know community centers even if you feel like okay well i i don't don't feel like i have to do that yet talk to them talk to those persons first yeah talk to them and then you can grow your poa your plan of action right with your support team of your case manager and me myself i'm an advocate of mental health and getting therapists i just got my certification in mental health training you know congratulations thank you congratulations and that's something that i'm really proud of because again like i told y'all before i was bred for this life of helping and nurturing everyone else and not understanding what my divine calling was well through the pandemic and understanding who i was notice i said who i was i understood that oh okay it's time to respect my craft it's time to go ahead and start diving into understanding how i feel when i get triggered right what are my triggers right you know and a lot of that came from my case management background, understanding and putting people on, you know, to professional help, but first addressing what it is that we need now. Okay. Maybe you can't think about getting your mental health healed because you don't have money for pampers right now. Come on. You don't have money for food. You worry because you got asbestos or mold growing in your apartment and no one is doing anything about it let me be come on. your protector come let on. me go ahead and get you together that's it okay let's take care of that right now right let's build that loyalty let's build that trust so that when it comes time for you to break free bird and go on to the next phase of your elevation that's it then you can go ahead and go to your therapist, mm-hmm. you know, and I take pride in that because like you said earlier, you can nurture a seed, but you can't force the baby to grow. That's right. That's you, right. You, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's something to say of acknowledging that we may feel pain mm-hmm. when that seed doesn't grow as right. fast mm-hmm. Absolutely. or the way or as big and as bright and nutrient as we want them to. Or sometimes we can see for them. Come on. Right. That, yeah. you know, but then understanding and shout out to your own individual growth when you are able to not interfere anymore, because That's there's it. a difference between interfering and assisting. Come on. Okay. And I didn't want to be in, I didn't want to be an interferer anymore. 
I wanted to be an assister, but I know I had to first assist myself. Somebody's preaching in there. Can, can we pass the uh, the offering plates? Um, the doors okay. of the church are now yeah. open. Is there one? Is there Is one? There what? Okay. Because, and I'm just, I mean, Miss Monique, he is good. Yes, he is. Come on. He has just been opening my eyes. He has been opening my heart. He's been allowing me to accept things that, whoo, honey, years ago would not, it wouldn't be the same Alicia. Come on. Come on. (laughs) But I'm thankful for that. Why? Because that means that I can meet anyone in anything in life where it's at. And go toe-to-toe. That's right. I may not know everything of that moment, but honey, you best believe I'm resourceful. That's right. I'm going to understand, okay, if I don't have it, hey, hold on. Let me uh, let me call my boss. That's right. right. right That's quick. right. <laughs> okay. Like, let me get my reinforcements in, even if that reinforcer is understanding that I need to be by myself. That's right. I need to pull back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, who, honey, you got me on the tangent <laughs> on that one. Oh, yes. This is just so much goodness that we're getting. Um so, and this is something that I feel like I know I have dealt with this next question, but as a professional, Miss Monique, have you ever, or do you ever receive prejudice from others when you are vulnerable to life's afflictions? That is such a great question, Alicia, but I, I think for me, it speaks to the mantra. I can't worry. Come on. <laughs> I can't. We can't. Right. Right. <laughs> We came. I told you, you said life's afflictions. I, yes. I told you I was diagnosed with breast yes. cancer last year, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have time to take a survey Come of on. who was judging me based off of how I would respond, that. right? So I really don't know. Yeah. I will say this. I know the lens is on me Come on. because of what I've been called to do, right? Uh I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. My name means advisor. I'm an encourager. I'm the one that's going to try to speak life to you, right? So when life happens to me, I'm sure the eyes are on me. I I can't say that I've received prejudice. If I did, I didn't focus on it, Mm -hmm. right? I can't worry because I got long life to live and I got to nurture myself back to the body and the mind that God created, which he created us perfect. Come on. Right? We ain't going to talk about sin. Yeah. And how that messes everything up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But his word um, tells us how we're supposed to live. Absolutely. So I got to focus on that. Come on. Um, so if it has been, I, I didn't notice it. Yeah. 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 So that actually, you actually answered my next question of how you combat negative views and connotations as a therapist. What I'm hearing is as self first, as Monique. The individual disconnect from all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. disconnect from all life noise mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. reconnect to the to your spiritual source mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just do it mm-hmm. correct be, me if i'm wrong yes. be you and mm-hmm. i think the negative connotations that come with mm-hmm. seeking therapy or uh seeing a therapist period i yes. think for generations at least i think about when i was in school um, with my bachelor's in psychology and, and I remember in grad school and learning about all the different clinicians, psychologists, right? Skinner, Floyd, Clark Clarkson. Um, I looked and opened up the Erickson, that's it. Mm-hmm. I look and open up the book and I see white old men, right? Speak. Let me be politically correct, European 
Caucasian yes. mm-hmm. brothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I saw no one that looked like me. Yes. It's important for me as I present myself and I am my true self that I'm relatable. Come on. Right? That when you see me, if I meet you in a venue and you find out I'm a therapist, Come on. that you can see, okay, she's just like me. That's right. So this is how we dispel and break the negative connotations that come with going to seek help. Understand we are all a fine line from insanity. Absolutely. Right. So being relatable, Mm -hmm. being approachable. And then I like to let my work speak. I don't advertise, Leisha. Come on. I don't. Listen, God is good. Yes. Right. So the people that I help are able to really benefit from my services Mm -hmm. grow and then tell somebody else Mm -hmm. um so breaking the myths that um you got to be crazy or that you can't trust this person right if you are my client and i see you in the mall i can't speak to you Mm -hmm. right because i'm protecting your privacy right so it's safe it's okay if you want to speak i'm gonna speak yeah but i'm not gonna put you out there right so um Mm -hmm. relatability is 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 a huge factor uh, being approachable absolutely. and normalizing just the importance of being able to talk. Absolutely. I love that. So one of the things I want to get into, because we were talking about, you know, um, being okay with not being okay, saying no. So along with that, that theme, some of us have may have heard these words a lot over these past couple years and I want you to just give us a synopsis of how they interrelate. So the words are cultural bias, confirmation bias, and ROS, reticular activating system. Okay. So let's just go ahead and pause there for a second. And, and if you will, Miss Monique, give the listeners a rundown on those three words. So the first one is cultural bias. Cultural bias in a nutshell is making a generalization or an assumption about a group of people, cultural bias. We had to learn about our own cultural biases that we may hold when it comes to serving populations. Absolutely. Right? All, I'm not going to say, all black people are not thugs. Right. I'll say that, right? Right. Because that's a stereotype that that we see on TV. Absolutely. Right? That is fed, which leads to confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. Right? If I see a black boy walking down the street, Trayvon Martin. Come Don't on. get me started, Alicia. Come on. Right? That confirmation bias mm. is, see, he has on a hood. He mm-hmm. must be dangerous. He's a thug. Right? And then I approach you. I'm uncomfortable. Yes. He's uncomfortable. It creates conflict. Well, yes. see, see, now you bucked up. Now that must prove the fact you're confirming that you're dangerous, that you're aggressive. Yes. Right? So we look at confirmation bias. We look at cultural biases that get our people, people of color, yes, in trouble. So confirmation bias just confirms a behavior that you're looking for, absolutely, right, in a certain group of people or um, a culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this ras thing, girl, you gonna <laughs> she's gonna take us to school <laughs> on, on this one. But long story short, um, RAS is a system in our brain that helps us to. Uh, be aroused, to be awakened. It governs our flight, fight or flight. Um, but it also regulates all the information that we have coming into our brain, 
right? We look at our senses, what we see, what we touch, what we taste, not what we smell. RES does not, um, it's not activated through smell, but yes. all of the other senses, yes. right? Our brain is a powerful thing. So all the things that we have coming to us as a people, I thought about this, Alicia, when we hear sirens, Yes. right? What does that mean? Well, it's supposed to mean, okay, there's aid, there's help going to somebody. But now, mm. because of what we feel, and it's not just now, you think of Martin Luther King, right? But now in 2022 with our black boys, they hear a siren, it's life or death. Speak on it. It's fight or flight. Yes. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Right. Something's about to go down, right? right? And so um, RES is supposed to protect us and it does, but because of misconceptions in society through cultural bias, yes. right? Confirmation bias, we're forced to teach our brain what to do when our brain is already doing something else. Yes, speak on it. Um, and I think about Ahmad Aubrey, right? Right? Cultural bias, mm. Confirmation, confirmation bias is what got him killed. Not him. He didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. Right? But these thoughts and these stereotypes, and I'm going to act on it because, oh, you flinched. So that, exactly. that supports my, my argument. Exactly. Right? Um, it is sickening. It's, it's, it's something that um, we have to come together as Absolutely. a nation to address. Um, but I do. I teach my, I, you know, I've had the privilege of having black men as clients you know just a handful but there were I think of one that was about 34 years old came from the streets of Detroit you hear me R.A.S. honey yes ready right right Right. always in fight yeah mode Mm -hmm. and having to teach him how to unlearn this response yeah because everybody is not a threat come on right and then now you have to dispel the stereotypes that are out there Right. Your anger is justified. Come on. Your hurt is justified. Yes. You are important. Mm -hmm. You are seen. You are heard. Mm -hmm. You are smart. You are brilliant. You matter. Absolutely. But let's retweak and rethink how we want to portray ourselves in society because it's it's not it's not for you when you walk out the door. Yes. So that's the importance of therapy. And I watch this man grow, Alicia, and that's the reward of what I do. I watched this man grow, um, and he started to rethink. And that's what therapy is. I love CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, yes. teaching your brain what to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we can reteach our brain. Yes. God is amazing, isn't yes, he? he is. um, and just learning different responses when otherwise I would have knocked you the okay. Come on, <laughs> out. <That's-> right, right. <laughs> but now I'm a pause. Okay. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to think about what you just said that triggered me or that made me feel um, lesser than. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to respond in a different mm-hmm. way that might save my life. Thank you for the pause. Okay. Yes. Because the, the pause will save your life. It will save your life. It will save your life. Ooh, I love that. And save Karen's that. life too. Can I come, say that? Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of them. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's just. Ooh, you just uncovered so much right there, the pause. Because when you get, when you are in that fight point of view, and when you are emotionally unstable, and you're, the, honey, the, the chemicals in your body are just going everywhere, yes. you know, 
it, it throws you off yes to where you feel as though you don't pause right. like you, you can't pause like you have to react right. or you're going to you know be permanently isolated mm-hmm. you know sometimes like you said with that cbt the cognitive behavioral therapy as well as understanding your rise your paradigm how you think and understanding you have control yes and let's think about it because one thing that i do and i tell my clients all the time don't get mad just smile yeah you know because what are they gonna do go to the, the superior and say oh well alicia was just smiling too much right. for me i love you it. know so love it repeat back what they said and again it's about understanding communication the process of communication the sender the receiver the message and understanding that all points you have control over what you give out and how you receive what is put in that's it okay Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day when it comes to your mental well-being your mental health i want our listeners to understand that we're here for you we're riding for you but you got to take that first step get in or walk to wherever it is however the vehicle gets you there and you got to see for yourself what help do i need that's right or how can i help somebody because sometimes that self journey is is unfolded by assisting somebody else that's right so just do what is natural and normal to you Mm -hmm. okay so we're going to go ahead and go on into the next uh thing and again you kind of talked about this a little bit but it's going to be a two-parter so the first part of it miss monique is what are your self-care tactics and how does that merge with your boss squad and what does that okay. look like i like it okay <laughs> so we look at self-care and mm-hmm. we we've heard fill your cup right yes. can't you cannot operate off of an empty cup yes so yes. i like to look at self-care as filling your cup you have to. So the way that I go about doing it is being unapologetically intentional Come on. about my me time yes. and about pouring back into my cup. When I look at self-care, I like to think of it as ways to enhance, empower, refresh, refill mm-hmm. so that when I come back into society, when I come back to work, when I we, even when I come back to waking up and being there for my babies to put them on the bus in the morning, mm-hmm. my cup is full. Come on. So what do I do? I read the word. I travel. You, you feel that pause? You yeah, feel that? Okay. I'm still in Mexico today yes. in my mind. Okay. <laughs> um, I surround myself with like-minded people and yes. that sister circle that we were talking about mm-hmm. self-care. So 2019, I took a trip with my girls, five of us. We met down in Atlanta. We rented an Airbnb. We are all boss Midwest bosses plug. Okay. Okay. We met, we ate, we cried, we laughed, we we spoke into one another. Yes. And for me, that's self-care, right? Yes. I, I let my children stay with, I let, right? I left my children with my husband. Yes. And that mommy guilt comes, right? Of course. It comes. I took a day off of work. I was working for JCPS mm-hmm. at the time, Jefferson County Public Schools. And I thought, oh, shoot, I don't need to take. Yes, I do need to take yes, a day do. off, right? Yes. And took that day, went down to Atlanta, had an extended weekend, came back, Alicia, quit my job four months later. Haven't looked back. Uh, okay. So self-care is filling that cup so that you can be a better you. And my sister it. just told me the other day, I love it. Who was she listening to? Might have been Ayanla. Mm-hmm. We fill our cup for us. Yes. Right? 
But if we keep feeling it and there's an overflow, Come on. that's for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So the overflow that you get when I'm at work is because I did my part in filling that's. my cup. So surrounding my sister circle, listen, there's a psychologist, there's a vision coach, there's a counselor, there's a business owner, hairdresser, there's a, a vice president of a bank. Yes. Okay. We started 20 years ago mm-hmm. as college graduates. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm telling my age. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. Um, but we text, we call, we meet up. Yes. Right. Uh, we congratulate with life successes. Yes. We bounce each other off ideas off of each other when we're going through it right girl tell me i'm not crazy am i crazy Mm -mm. this is what's going on right Mm -hmm. girl my son is just i I don't know what to do come on we're gonna pray we're gonna fast about this right having people in your circle that you can talk to and trust and are there right different states too right but we're 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 connected we're like-minded that helps us to grow and we all came back from that trip alicia and bossed up. Do Come you on. hear me? Do you hear me on a whole nother level now? Uh, so it's important. Self-care is important. Absolutely. You have to prioritize yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's not a selfish thing. No. Right? We know that now. We're learning that. It's mm-hmm. not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's actually um, selfless. Yes. Because you are filling up and everybody else gets to benefit from Come it. On. You first, though. Yes. That. Right. Absolutely. So, and you touched on, again, You've done this before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you kind of touched on this before, but, and I know you don't market your business like you said before, but how do you brand your queen boss status? And what does it mean to be a boss to you? Okay, so, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I know, so this is the moment of transparency. Okay. I can do a, a better job at marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so marketing, I can grow. I don't. I don't market. I'm working on it. Yeah. Okay. That's my mm-hmm. transparency. Mm-hmm. But the way that I brand myself is through my relatability. And when I present myself, platforms, wherever I am, I'm a clinician. I'm a Christian, right? Yes. I'm not a Christian counselor, but I'm a counselor who happens to be a Christian there you go. right so when people are looking for this this and this I'm not gonna churchify you in our sessions but if you tell me you're a believer we can go and invite that aspect in Come the on. session too yeah. and so I think that's what differentiates me from a lot of my counterparts I, love that. Um, I can pull from both yes um, my demographic that I work with it just happens to be women uh-huh. for the most part majority women ages 20 to 50 mm-hmm that's who I am yeah right that's where I've traveled from that's where I'm going right and so being that relatable boss chick come on right that you can talk to right Uh, family is huge for me you see my social media presence it's my marriage it's my kids it's inspiring yes Um, that's how I brand myself now I need might need to work with somebody on further branding Mm -hmm. right but that's who I present and that's what I present as my brand is a counselor who happens to be a Christian. I love it. So I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to judge in counseling anyway. That. But guess what? We can pull both from both worlds. That. And if you're not a believer, I'm not going to push it on you, right? Because yeah, yeah. we can still teach you tools and skills to help enhance your life. We know what the ultimate answer is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so that's what I would say to that. 
I love it. I love it. Well, Miss Monique, you have given us so much to think about, so much to talk about, honey. We could do spinoffs one, two, and three. Okay, okay of this, I love it. So, um, I just as we wrap up, um, if you don't mind, if one of our listeners out here uh, wants to get in contact with you and talk to you about either community resources or even you know becoming um, a client of yours, uh, can you provide your contact information so that they can do so? Absolutely. I, I am on all social media platforms. Some people hit me up on um, Instagram, and I'm like, up, oh, what's my office hours? Okay. Nine, <laughs> Nine to five. five. Okay. <laughs> Off my Friday. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, Monique O'Neill on Instagram, um, Monique Councils on TikTok, mm-hmm. Monique O'Neill on Facebook, also Divine Interventions LLC on Facebook. Um, you can find me on any of those platforms. My business email monique c is in cat o'neill all one word Mm o-n-e-a-l at gmail.com that's the best way to contact me um website under construction so you can reach me on any of those platforms and i'd be happy to assist absolutely well miss monique we thank you so much thank you 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 know Ooh, we were talking and yeah we we we, we gonna need to link up after afterwards but um because I'm feeling like I'm ready. Ready? Okay. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Okay. It's so, time. Um, along with yourself and myself and my Midwest bosses that are out there listening, y'all have a fantastic bossed up day. And remember, we hear you, we see you, and we're here for you. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Remember, we have a new episode every Monday. Y'all have a great bossed up week. See you next time. <laughs>